Hello and welcome back to How Do I Adult? Throughout this series, I'm speaking to the people in my life to hear their opinions and experiences of the adult world and try to make sense of it all. In this episode, episode two, we're jumping in with one of the bigger topics of the series. We're chatting dating and relationships. So I'm 22 and single, but I've started to notice a lot more of my friends recently get into relationships that look a lot more stable and settled than they used to. Some are even talking about getting married and moving in together. I've also had a lot of conversations on the other end of the spectrum with friends that aren't in relationships or haven't been in relationships and are terrified that they just won't be able to find the person out there for them. So throughout this episode, we'll be hearing from people from a variety of ages and with a variety of experience of relationships. I'll be getting their worries and their opinions, their stories, and maybe even the occasional tip as well. I wanted to start this episode by speaking to my lovely 82-year-old grandma, Dora. I asked her to tell me about how her and my granddad first got together to try and show the differences between the attitudes to relationships in her generation and in mine. Oh, and if you turn it up loud enough, you can possibly just about hear her grandfather clock in her living room that I could not work out how to turn off. How old were you when you and your granddad first got together? Um, 17. Really? Mm-hmm. And then how old were you when you got married and had... 19. You were 19 when you got married? Mm-hmm. And you were how old when you had Alison? I was... Um, she was born in the July, and I was 22 in the August. She was 21? Mm-hmm. So when you were my age, you had a, a child? Yes. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. <laughs> I mean, you, can you imagine me with a child now? I'd be <laughs> awful. Well, it was different for a man, isn't it? Granddad was older, wasn't he? Yes. 11 years. <clears throat> So he would have been, what, 30? That's right. The 27 when we met. Because he said he would get wrong for baby snatching when he found out how old I was. <laughs> was that quite rare to be that? that yes, I suppose he was. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but there was that difference between my mum and dad and his mum and dad and his two brothers and their wives. Those was the 11 years between them all. So I suppose not that rare then. It wasn't then, no. no. Mm-hmm. Now that would be very rare, wouldn't it, really? It was it would. Because being married at 19 is quite a big... Big step. Big step, mm. yeah. We, we, went, we went out together. It was a good year before we were married. We used to go to the, the theatre and out for meals, what have you. Mm-hmm. How do you think that's changed then since... Since then, like, is it uh, n- mm-hmm. not between you and Grandad, but in general? I think you'd be surprised if I got married now. Mm-hmm. To me, because I think now that's quite young. I've been a married, girl it? your age. Yes. Um, but now they, they don't, do they? They don't get married now. <laughs> quite often not, no. <laughs> so that's changed quite a lot. <laughs> so therefore, I suppose, in a sense, there's not the commitment to each other. As, as there is if you're married. What do you mean? Well, I mean that they, there's not this sort of... Um, I don't think there'd be the, the closeness or the, the togetherness um, and it would be easier to break off a relationship 
if it's not in the marriage. You know, you go through your married married lines and what have you, take it all in, in seriousness. Now, of course, not everyone my grandma's age was married by 19 and started a family so young. But for her, in quite a traditional Christian family, this wasn't uncommon in the slightest. And neither was the 11-year age gap between her and my granddad. The changing expectations that surround relationships is something that I also spoke to my friend Laura about. Now, she's my age and is, like myself, single, seemingly to the dissatisfaction of some of her older relatives. Do you think it's changing then? Do you think? Definitely. Right. My grandma got married when she was 20 and my grandma's sister got married at 19. And my grandma's sister was very surprised to find out that I wasn't in a relationship at 21. So I think to them it was much more normal to sort of marry the first person you were with and then sort of spend a life together. Whereas now it's more about finding a life on your own, getting a career path and then considering relationships. So there's less, there's less pressure to get into a relationship from people our age in your experience? I think so, yeah. Quite like quite a lot of my friends are in relationships, but then also quite a lot of single, and there's not really pressure either way. Mm. And you're not you're not worried about like growing up and not or growing up single. Now that you keep asking me a little bit, <laughs> <laughs> before this I was doing great. Oops, I uh, think I've managed to become that person myself that we all hate that keeps asking us why we're all still single. Anyway, moving on. So much of the world around us is constantly reinforcing this idea that getting into relationships and falling in love is what we should be doing from every rom-com you've ever seen, magazines, social media, to seemingly every relative over the age of about 40 at family gatherings. I spoke to a few different single people that are around my age to try and get their opinion on these societal expectations and pressures and whether they subscribe to them or not. Let's start with my friend Eleanor. She is someone that, in her own words, has never been in a serious relationship. Uh, you're single. Yes. Am I ready to mingle? <laughs> nope. <laughs> you should change that question. Are you single? Sorry, continue. Are you ready to mingle? Do you feel a pressure to get to be getting into a relationship by like a certain point? Mm. I don't know. I think maybe the thing like when a lot of your friends start getting in relationships, I think sometimes you have that like um, Are a lot of your friends in relationships? Mm, I would say like 50-50. Right. No less than that. I think more of them aren't than are. Yeah. I think you realise more the ones that are in relationships. This is more noticeable. Yeah. It's a big change, I think, when one of your friends gets in a relationship. Yeah. Um, but to be honest, I've never really felt that much pressure. Only when like... You see, you've not seen your grandparents in a while and you have that like, oh, so have you got a boyfriend or whatever? And you're like, no. <laughs> and then my brother's in a relationship. Um, so that kind of almost makes the pressure worse, I think. And like all two of my cousins are married. I mean, they're a lot older than me. So I'm kind of like the last one of the whole like cousins. But I am the youngest. So that's kind of to be expected. But yeah, so I don't really feel that much pressure. My parents never really ask, so that's good. Um, but I think it would be maybe if, like, all of your friends were in relationships mm. and you weren't, then you'd probably think, like, oh, it's a bit shit, isn't it? Yeah. So, So like, if most of your friends were in relationships, you would then maybe start to panic more? Yeah, because, like, normally your friends are the same age as you, so you kind of take that of what's normal. Yeah. Um. And, like, yeah, there was the odd kid at school who's got a kid or is married... But, like, most people our age are, like, single or if they're in a relationship, 
to be honest, probably not gonna last forever, but it might do, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, and I think, to be honest, at the moment, I wanna like go traveling and I wanna like be able to do stuff. So I don't really wanna be in a relationship because that would make that so much harder. It's hard enough saying bye to your friends for 12 months or whatever you're gonna do, like, I don't know. So I think, not that it would hold me back, but like, it could do. Is there, is there an age when you wanna be sort of settling down or do you think it'll just happen what you naturally? Mean by settling down, like just maybe getting into a more like a longer term relationship or staying in the same place or whatever really. I think it really just depends on like where you are like emotionally, like with work. I think you'd wanna be both in the same like you just have to meet someone who is kind of in a similar stage of life, mm. who wanted to do the same things, maybe wanted to stay in the same area or if you both wanted to go off and do whatever. I think it really just depends like where you're at. I think there is kind of a societal expectation that, like, by a certain age, especially with women, I think, the whole body clock thing, by the time you're 30, you should be married and you should have, I don't know, done X, Y, Z. But I think at this age, I don't think there's that kind of pressure. But I imagine if you asked me in, like, five years' time and I was still single, I might be a bit like, maybe I should. So let's speak to someone that is five years older. So my sister Catherine is 27. She left uni about five years ago and she is, well, at least when we had this conversation, single. I asked her pretty much the same question that I asked Anna. Do you, do you ever feel a pressure to, to be getting into a relationship or settling down by oh, a certain age? I didn't. Actually, I really didn't. I really wasn't too worried about it. And I just was really keen on meeting somebody that I really liked and made me feel really at ease. And I just wanted to have fun with all the time. But I didn't feel that pressure until... I guess it was until I was maybe 25, 26 and um, all my friends have started sort of getting married. If I look around my friendship group, there's very few now that are single, haven't been in, you know, people, a lot of people now, the majority rather than the minority have been with people for, you know, over three or four years. And I'm thinking, well, actually, if I'm going to be with someone for three or four years now, it's going to make me 31, 32. And I'm like, oh, dear. That's, you know, my mum had me at 33. That's quite, you're considered quite an old parent after 30, aren't you? So, yeah, if I wanted to have children or anything, I think that's my, that's the only thing, I guess, that's worrying me. Yeah. Um, I'm scared of reaching an age where I wish I'd had children and not having had them. Right. Because at the minute, I'm really, I'm really not sure. I don't think, I'm not bothered, but I also think that might be because I haven't got a partner and I don't want to do it by myself. Yeah. So I do, I do sort of worry that I might get to an age where it's too late for me to have children in terms of biology, but I haven't, you know, I hadn't made the decision until then. Um, so I'm not sure how I feel about that one at the minute. That one's a bit scary. Um, would you ever have kids by yourself? Well, yeah, that's the thing. I think I would. But I mean, it'd be quite hard, wouldn't it? If my biology said I couldn't have children, I'd have to freeze my eggs or something. But even, you know, if, if, if I made the decision too late, then I still wouldn't be able to have them. Yeah. So I could have, yeah. Get someone else to surrogate for me, maybe. Yeah, maybe. You and your partner. Surrogate for me. Well, at least I'm not going to be able to carry many kids, is he? <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, well. Um, someone else. You think that, do you think that's where most of the pressure comes from? For you? For me, yeah, definitely. Because I don't... I don't... It's, I guess it's sort of that. There's also the other thing of... Um, if everyone else gets their act together first... Slim pickings. Yeah, slim pickings. Just the green jelly babies left. <laughs> but then you have the thought of, but hang on a minute, that makes me a green jelly baby. 
And I'm clearly a black or a red. Yeah. So surely there must be other people out there that just haven't black quite got it together very well. Yeah, they're like purpley black ones. Oh, then, oh, they're nice, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're the best. Right. So there must be other purple jelly babies out there. Mm, exactly. So that's the only thing that keeps me coming back to, yeah. Mm. Some people are just late bloomers. I'm one of them. What a phrase, a late bloomer. I'm really hoping that I'm a late bloomer because currently not a lot of blooming has happened. Anyway, my housemate Libby has a theory as to why some young people get into relationships and others don't. But I also think, like, at our age, you've kind of got two type of people because you've got people who are, like, in relationships quite often and then you've got people who haven't really ever yeah. been in a relationship. So I feel like that's still the stage that we're in, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Do you think that's different types of people or do you think that's different stages? I think it's different types of people <clears throat> a lot of the time because I think there's just people who would get into something a lot quicker. Whereas I'm quite, I think I probably take quite a while to crack. I put Libby's two types of people theory to my friends Rachel, Dan and Henry to see their thoughts. As a background to them, they are all in relationships and have been for between one and around seven years. So between them, they should have a pretty good idea of what makes a good relationship. This is what they had to say. I feel like there's more three types of people. Mm-hmm. There's those that are relationship people, okay. those that aren't because they really enjoy being single, they like running around and being able to do what they want, like having great nights out. And there's a third category who want to be in a relationship, but as awful as it sounds, just are looking for something that's perfect and no human's perfect. And it's not until they mm-hmm. lower their standards and expectations that they're ever going to find anything. Like I have a friend who's like that. She is dying to be in a relationship, has never had a foot one but every date she goes on she manages to find a flaw in the person I don't think any human is perfect and you're always I could give you a list of flaws in my boyfriend like and I'm sure Dan could do the same Natalie like it sounds awful (laughs) (laughs) no no human's ever going to be perfect but you learn to get over you learn to find the imperfections that don't bother you and that do I think that's fair. I think you could probably also add in there's the single, there's the people who are in relationships who are very unsure of is this a good idea? Because they're fucking hard work. How the hell do you tell if the person you're with now is going to be the person who's right for you in a couple years' time? This is what I was saying. You don't have to commit. When, when you get in a relationship, you are not committing to life. That is what marriage is. Yeah. You're committing yeah. to seeing how it goes. And at any point in a relationship, you can get yourself out. And yeah, it might upset the other person, but... And Rachel's view of relationships not necessarily being committed for life reminded me of another conversation that I had with my housemates, Ollie and Libby, uh, about their view on relationships. Ollie told me the other day that... um, What did I say the other day? (laughs) (laughs) He wouldn't get into a relationship unless he could see himself marrying a person. And you should view every relationship and marriage in mind. I think that's a fair way to look at it, like... I agree Especially at this age, because I don't think you should... If you can't see yourself being with them for, like, a really long period of time and you don't love them, then... I also agree, like, I think for us, like, now we're still at uni, I think if you're in the same area as someone and it just kind of suits you, then that's fine, but... I think long-distance people, like, if they don't see themselves ending up with people, they should just sack it off, because what's the point? Ollie's view was something else I put to Rachel, Dallin, Henry. Do they think that we should only be getting into relationships with people that we can see ourselves marrying? I think things take longer to develop than that. 
That might be the case for some lucky people, but... I wouldn't trade my boyfriend for the world, but I couldn't sit here and promise you we're going to stay together forever at the same time. Yeah. But we've been together so long, like, I still couldn't sit here and promise you that because things happen, life changes. Mm. And, yeah. Yeah, I don't, th- I don't think that you can confidently say that this is it, this is the person I'm going to be with. Because yeah. you, you, you have no idea what's going to happen. And if you talk to people like, this is my kind of main proper relationship I've ever been in. If you speak to people who have been in a few, they'll tell you they thought they knew with their ex mm. and the ex before that. You, you always think you know until something happens and you realise, oh, actually, no, I don't. Yeah. This person isn't who I thought they were. Yeah. You know if you like somebody romantically, mm-hmm. but you don't know if they're the one for you. If that makes sense. Okay, yeah, 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 you, yeah. You have to be obviously like, you have to find them interesting. You have to have a physical attraction there to be able to like them. Because that's how you separate friends from relationships. But knowing they're the one is a whole different That's a ball big game. leap yeah. to make. Yeah. Now I want to move on to a conversation I had with Peter. He is my age and currently doing his master's. And he said that he's not actually that worried about being able to find someone when the time comes. You're single. I am. Firmly. Yeah. I'm, I'm quite contently single. Actually. Yeah, I was going to... Do you ever... And not, and not in, that's not in like a word rather play the field kind of way I just you know I'm just just very used to yeah not having to change what I'm doing to to please someone else yeah just like being an independent in that way it's and nice. I'm just I'm quite bad at maintaining communication with people so I'd have to be in a relationship with someone who like was like if I was with someone who was just texting me all the time I just could not deal with that I'd need someone who was equally like as unfussed about that kind of thing as I am couldn't be, I couldn't be dealing with that. Which would be a deal breaker for a lot of people. Do you worry that would be an issue in the future? I do a bit, actually. Well, if it's... Maybe. Depends. Oh, I don't know. Would it be an issue... My lack of communication, will that be an issue? Is that what you're asking? Well, do you think you'll change? Probably. I think people become, change all the time. Do you think you'll change in the sense that you would be happy to communicate more? Probably. When I'm... Yeah, if I'm if I'm ready to kind of be that be a bit less independent in that way, maybe. I, yeah, actually, I couldn't I couldn't sustain a life partner the way I am now purely because I would I just I, I could never be asked to commit that much time to one person. Yeah. If you get what I mean. Do you think that's because you've not found the right person? Potentially. Potentially, it is, or maybe the right person will just be someone who's the same and wouldn't be wouldn't need constant. It's not. I say bad communication. It's not like I, I ignore people. I just. I wouldn't. I can never really maintain mm. a converse, a text conversation with someone or anything. Is there an age you want to settle down by? Nah. Honestly, it's when whatever I want to settle down is when I settle down. I have no desire to be like, oh, by the age of twenty nine, I don't feel like that. Twenty nine was a very random age, wasn't it? I bet nobody thinks twenty nine. That's going to be the age <laughs> when I settle down. Nice. No, probably... If, I, hey, if, I'm, if I'm in my... If I'm 35 and I still don't want to settle down, then I won't settle down. But who knows what I'll be like when I'm 35. Do you want kids? Um, probably. I think I will in the... I don't... I think I will in the future. I don't at the minute. And I don't, I don't just mean I don't want a child in my life right now. But if you said right now in your future, would you like kids? I'd be like... I don't know. But I think that I'll probably change my mind when I'm older. So maybe once we reach a certain age, our biology kicks in and our viewpoint changes. 
So even if we are particularly independent, we might find ourselves pining after a relationship, either to fit in more easily with society or indeed start a family. Kids are another recurring issue when thinking about longer-term relationships, as Catherine mentioned. Women, of course, face this problem more obviously with... The whole body clock thing. Or, as my housemate Libby very eloquently put it... We've only got a certain amount of eggs left. Now, my friend Dan, who is the same age as me, 22, also mentioned that he didn't want to leave it too late to settle down for the same reason. Kids, that is. Is there, like, an age in your head you've got that you want to be, like, married by or settled down? No. I want to have, as soon as possible, really, I want to, I want to have kids so I can be young and do fun dad things with them. So I don't want to be, like, 40 when I have kids. Right. Um, but at the same time, I want to go and live my life a little bit. Like, from leaving school, I never really experienced uni and partied and did all that. I kind of left school and worked straight away and I've never really lived that kind of party lifestyle or that explore been exploring so I kind of want to go and do that as well but you can't have everything can you so I don't know whether I don't know but I don't know, maybe five years so Dan wants to be settled down ready to start a family in five years by the time he's 27 which is quite an intimidating prospect for someone like me given that most although not all couples are together a good few years before they get married or have kids best start the stopwatch mate Rachel, Dan and Henry also have pretty similar views on settling down. Again, a lot of it focused around starting families. Obviously people do have families now that are different, but in the, the ideal way that you're brought up to think is marriage, kids. Yeah. And if you're a person like I think I am, I'm not sure about yourself, Dan, but if you want to grow up and have kids, you think you've got to do it in this set order where you find the man of your dreams, you marry them, then you have kids. Mm-hmm. So if you don't find that person, you're just delaying the having kids mm-hmm. stage. I'm not necessarily as concerned about the order of things. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, I understand that. My friend, my friend who's got engaged over Christmas, he's three months younger than me, mm-hmm. and he's already been with his girlfriend for nearly seven years, and they've lived together for two now, I think. Like that's a lot of process between where I am now, and if I do all of that, I'll be twenty nine, thirty ish before I get to that point, and I. My, I don't really have a plan, but I, I imagined I would be getting married before I was 30. Um, really? Thought I might. Really? See, even though, yeah. even though I've been in a relationship for so long, I still would, even with if it's Harry, I still don't want to get married before 30. Maybe, like, around 30. Oh, yeah, around 30. 30. Like, I'm not going to start crying if, you know, I turn 30 and I'm not married, but I don't, I, you know, 35 for me would feel too late. Really? Yeah, because my parents are quite old. Like, they didn't have, like, they didn't have me till my dad was 40. And it kind of shows because they're now 65 and whatever. Career, career sometimes took priority over what I was doing. And it having young parents, I feel, would have a would have had a very different impact on my life. See, I'm the opposite. My parents are both older too. And having older parents just meant that they were so stable in life. They could still do everything with me. I think because they were both quite fit and healthy. Yeah. They could do everything I needed them to do. But they were so stable and secure financially from the second I was born. Yeah, no, it's it helped me out in life, really, rather yeah. than hindered me in any way. But who better to talk to about parenthood and having kids than my parents, who had the absolute joy of raising me for 18 blissful years? It does put a massive strain on relationships, having, having children. Mm. I mean, that is speaking from experience. Oh, uh, right, never mind. It did. Right at the beginning of our relationship, we had very... Especially Catherine. That's because Catherine came along first. Catherine, to be honest, yeah, was, was, very Catherine diff- was quite very difficult. 
Yeah, you were very. You, mm. When we had you, you were so different. And we always we always vowed that children would never make a difference. We'd all carry on doing exactly what we were doing before. We'd still carry on doing things, but it doesn't work. Well, Dad tried. Mm. <laughs> he tried, and that meant that I was left at home doing everything. But we did before before we had Catherine because we lived. Well, actually, so it was longer than that because we had eight years before we had Catherine. We were married, and then we had eight years before we had Catherine, mm. and we did our own thing. So you were together 17 years before you had Catherine? Yeah. So it must have been weird when Catherine suddenly came yeah, along. Yeah, it was. Because we had done our own thing, really. Dad did his sport, and I did my sport, and he did his thing, and I did my thing. But then at weekends, we went away a lot at weekends, didn't we, to mm. bed and breakfast and things like that to places. Mm. And we both had our work. So, yes, when Catherine came along, it was different. All I'm really taking from this is that I was quite clearly the favourite child. For a reason, I should add. Also, they weren't together 17 years before they had my sister. I think they were together more like eight or nine years, which is still a considerable length of time. Now, before you even start thinking about having kids, settling down, or even just getting into a relationship, you need to find someone to do this with. Unless, of course, you're Emma Watson, I guess. But I'm very... Happy. I call it being self-partnered. Right. But this nearly always means going on dates in some form. For some people, dating can be a lot of fun. It can also be an absolute minefield. I asked a few people about their dating experience, and this story came from my friend Louise. She's currently a student, and she told me about an interesting date that she went on a few months ago. So it was like last November at that point like me and my mate we both kind of fancied these two boys but that night it was I realized that I didn't fancy my boy and she was really hitting off with her boy so I went home in like such a grump on my own start walking through town and I was like walking past McDonald's and there was this guy and he just started speaking to me and then he was like oh do you fancy a McDonald's and I was like yeah free McDonald's <laughs> So I get to this guy I'd never met before, then proceeds to buy me a mayo chicken. And then he we were just talking about dating. And then before I know it, he was like, oh, well, I want to take you on a date. And I was like, well, we've only just met. Like, <laughs> I was like, you're joking me. Like, I've literally just met you outside McDonald's. <laughs> I got picked up outside McDonald's. But then I kind of promised myself that I was just like, life's too short. I'll go on this date. We go to the stack, so mm. nice vibes, nice vibes. And we sit there with a, pi a few pints. And then I basically I find out pretty early that he's a fresher. So he was two years younger than me and stuff like that. And he was like, yeah, just very weird. And he asked my opinion on gender fluidity. And I was like, yeah, whatever, it's fine. He was like, I just find it a bit weird. <laughs> like, you either a boy or a girl. <laughs> and I was like, right, okay. It literally gets worse. And then... We were talking about, like, nights out in Newcastle, and he was like, oh, there's this new night out called Jungle. And I was like, oh, I haven't been. Is it good? And he was like, oh, yeah, it is all right, but it's just full of black people. <laughs> so now I'm on this date with this boy, two years younger than me. He's got weird opinions about gender oh, fluency, God. and he's racist. <laughs> and I'm still like, well, it's only been, like, half an hour. Like, I can't just leave. And then he turns around to me and goes... So I'm really in my overdraft, so we can't start going out for dinner till January. And this point, it is November. <laughs> so the guy is so sure of himself that it's going that well 
that he thinks that we're going to start going out for dinner in January. <laughs> Honestly, awful. I just kind of ignore the fact he said that. So I gave him a good two hours. He showed me he was racist and just proper weird. <laughs> so then we walked back and he was like, oh, so when can I take you out again? And I was like, oh, I don't think that's going to happen because I do kind of notice the age gap. And then he just turns around to me and he's like, I don't, I don't believe you. And I was like, what do you mean? He was like, well, this was going really well. And I was like, well, I don't really think we have that much in common. He was like, well, I disagree. <laughs> so then I decided to give him some advice. I don't know what was going through my head. I was like, ah, oh, someone recently told me that you can spend the whole time on a date with someone and you're, you're too busy thinking, do they like me? Rather than actually think, do you actually like them? So I just said that to him and he was like, but I did like you. <laughs> and I was like, well, it was really nice to meet you. <laughs> I'll see you around. And then we hugged and we lit pied ways. One thing I will say about dating is that it is definitely a learning curve. And uh, in Louisa's own words, this is what this date taught her. What I've learned from this is you need to have background checks on people. (laughs) You can't just go on dates with people that pick you up outside McDonald's. Well, I mean, each to their own. Maybe KFC next time. So far in this episode, we've covered a whole host of topics to do with dating and relationships, from going on your first date, having kids, getting married, attitudes, and I want to finish with some advice. My parents have been together for over 40 years now, so as a fan of cliches, I asked them, what's your secret? Tolerance. (laughs) Definitely tolerance. Put, don't just, you don't just give up when... If something isn't right, you don't just give up. That's what happens these days, I think. People just decide, oh, they don't really think they can be bothered anymore with it. And they don't work on it, don't work on relationships. You have to work on relationships. It's all too easy to think the grass is greener on the other side. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my grass might be brown, but, you know, it's probably even a darker shade of brown on the other side. (laughs) (laughs) Tolerance is definitely an important quality in sustaining relationship. I think they've got a point when they said that we do need to be working on relationships. But I also spoke to my grandma who revealed the true reason why my parents are still together. I remember your dad said to me once, if if, if he and your mum were parted, you'd get murdered off your granddad. (laughs) So clearly fear can play a pretty big role as well. But what other than that does my grandma think makes a strong relationship? And of course you, you need to have similar interests, don't you? I mean, you, mum and dad were interested in tennis and things like this together. Mm. Um, Grandad was a local preacher, and of course I used to go around singing in churches, so, you know, that we had that in common as well. We used to play tennis. We used to go and play tennis together. And I played tennis with my previous boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> so, an unlikely solution to all your relationship problems. you just got to take up tennis, apparently, and you'll be sorted. Finally, let's hear from this episode's relationship gurus, Rachel, Dan and Henry, for their advice on making a relationship last. People are going to make mistakes in a relationship. Things are going to go wrong. Somebody's going to fuck up along the line. Am I allowed to say that? Yeah. <laughs> People are going to like mess up along the line, upset you. And as long as you think that relationship's worth it, you've got to try and work through it. Because if you call it quits whenever anything goes wrong, whenever they say anything that upsets you, you're never going to have a relationship that's going to last. Mm. Yeah. I think it's probably my biggest piece of advice. And that's definitely how me and Harry yeah. lasted. 
I think honest communication as well. Unless you can both, you know, clearly and calmly and honestly discuss how you're feeling, it's it's not going to work. Yeah. Yeah, you need to be able to, you need to feel okay to sit and tell someone how you're feeling, how something makes you feel. Because, you know, they'll work on it. Yeah. That's, that's the only way things are going to keep improving. Yeah, if someone does something that is upsetting you, if you yeah, hold yeah. it into yourself, all yeah. you're going to do is end up resenting them and it's going to end up ending. Yeah. Now that is some very wise advice to finish on. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of How Do I Adult? I hope you found it interesting, useful, potentially even entertaining, who knows? And if you did enjoy it, I would be so grateful if you would be able to give it a review or a five-star rating or maybe share it with a friend that might enjoy it. And I will see you next week for episode three where we'll be discussing education.